name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I don't know about you guys, but there have been many times where I've prayed for something, asking God to grant a specific prayer, and it just didn't happen. And I was tempted because my prayer didn't come to what it was that I was asking for. I was tempted to think that maybe I didn't pray hard enough, or maybe I didn't pray long enough, or maybe I didn't pray the right novena, or maybe I didn't do this specific prayer that somebody said, hey, if you pray this, your request is going to come to God will hear it. I was tempted to even believe that at times, even as a priest, that maybe God just didn't hear my prayers. Right? I go to the hospital and I pray on people or I anoint them and then I pray that they get healed, that they just walk out of the hospital and sometimes it doesn't happen. So I question my own faith sometimes through, uh, I question my own faith sometimes just about, okay, did I do it correctly? Is there a specific formula that I should be praying in order for God to hear my specific prayers? And I started to believe this as I came into the, you know, as I was starting to get, even as, before I became a seminary, I started to believe this because of the gospel that we heard today. In the gospel that we heard today, I believe that if we keep repeating our prayers over and over and over again and knock on God's door over and over and over again, he's finally going to say, here you go. Because of this woman, this widow, she goes to this judge and he finally grants her what it is that she's asking for. So I thought persistence, keep asking over and over and over again, is the key to God's heart. And I would do that though. And I would go back time and time and time and keep asking and sometimes it wouldn't work. So I was forced to really start praying and asking myself, okay, well, this parable is not the way that we should be praying. Because I thought this is the way, persistence, over and over again. Keep asking, God will finally get sick of me and say, here you go. But I came to the realization that that's not the key to God's heart, persistence. And so that's the million-dollar question. What is the key to God's heart? What is it that opens God's heart to hear our prayers? What does that look like? That's the million-dollar question. We all want to know that. And so, brothers and sisters, it's not the prayer made in persistence over and over and over again until we get what we, got, what we want from God. That's not the key to God's heart. The key to God's heart is a prayer that's made in true faith. Now, what does that mean? Now, there's a difference between faith and true faith. All of us pray. Anytime we say a prayer, that's faith. We have faith when we pray. But it doesn't mean just because we're praying, that's true faith. If you think about it, during the Mass, the Shamasha, the server, during the Mass, he will say true faith. He says the server towards the end of the Mass, let us approach with piety and reverence the mystery of the precious body and blood of our Savior with a pure heart and true faith. Not just regular faith. Me as the priest, I will say during the Mass, we ask help from you for the strength of our souls so that with perfect charity and true faith, So true faith is the key to God's heart. What does that look like? So it's not just faith. It's got to be true faith. So what are some signs of someone who's praying in true faith? Because that is the key to God's heart. We all want God to hear our prayer. We don't want to be like the Pharisee who leaves not justified when it comes to our prayer. So what are some signs? Let's take a look at some signs of somebody who's praying with true faith again. And I'm going to say it over and over again, which is the key to God's heart when it comes to prayer. So what does that look like? Sign number one of someone who's praying with true faith, again, which is the key to God's heart, is the person who prays how Jesus prayed. 
We're told throughout the scriptures how Jesus prayed. Jesus was very specific when he prayed to his Father. Jesus was very specific as to what he wanted from his Father. We should be very specific with what we want. I want to pass this exam. I want a child. I want to get married. I want my finances to get better. I want my marriage to be better. I want my children to come to faith. We should be very, very specific. Because Jesus was specific. But every time Jesus prayed, he followed it up with four words. What are those four words? Anyone know? Thy will be done. He was specific. But he didn't just stop at the specific, when he was specific in his prayers. He always followed up with thy will be done. We know in the Garden of Gethsemane, before Jesus was crucified on the cross, three times he told his father, Father, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to endure the cross. This is going to hurt. This is going to be painful. But let thy will be done. But let thy will be done. When the apostles came up to Jesus and said, Teach us to pray, he taught them the Our Father prayer. And in the Our Father prayer, Jesus teaches them to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we pray that. We say the Our Father, some of us, on a daily basis, multiple times a day. But do we really want God's will? Do we? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I want my own will. But that's not a prayer that unlocks the heart of God. It's the prayer of somebody, again, who prays like Jesus did and says, this is my request. I'm very specific, but thy will be done. That's the key to God's heart. There was uh, somebody, there was uh, a saint, St. Gertrude. St. Gertrude was praying for her friend who was very sick. And she was praying over and over again, and she was persistent in her prayer, like this widow in today's gospel. But she got sicker, her friend. And St. Gertrude became very sad. And Jesus said this to her, Why are you sad, Gertrude? Your friend has accepted her illness with admirable submission to my will, which grants great blessings for her, and I therefore prepare a more beautiful heaven for her for all of eternity. But you can't see that. We get sad. We're discouraged. We look depressed. We have no joy. Because we believe God didn't hear me. God could care less about me. God is nowhere to be found. He hears everybody else's prayers, not mine. St. Therese of the Little Flower, she said, Do I know by myself what is best for me? My views are so short-sighted, my horizon so limited. I let the divine King Jesus decide. He sees better and further than I, and he does not have to ask my opinion. What a beautiful way to surrender and say, your will be done. This is my request, God, but your will be done. I can't see the future. I can't see in a year. I can't see next month, but your will be done. That's the key to God's heart when it comes to prayer. So that's the first sign, somebody who's praying like Jesus prays. The second sign of someone who's praying with true faith, which again is the key to God's heart, is the person who knows that even though their prayer isn't answered the way they wanted, somehow, some way, God, you're going to use my prayer some way, somehow, that I don't know how. You're going to use it. You heard it. Every single word that came out of my mouth, you heard it. I am confident. You heard my prayer. But although it didn't come, my request wasn't granted in my time frame, with my expectations, I am certain. A father always listens to his child. I am certain you heard me. 
An example of this is St. Monica. St. Monica had a son. She had a son that was not very good, was not Christian. He was 10, then turned 12, and then he became 15 and 20, 25. He didn't want to get baptized. He had a child out of wedlock. He wasn't married. And she was just going crazy as a mother. She didn't know what else to do. So she would pray, God, convert my son. God, convert my son. So one day, her son Augustine came to her and said, Mom, in his 30s, I'm going to Milan, to Italy. I'm going to go study philosophy. And she said, please don't go. Stay here. She thought if she could keep him at home, you know, most moms, if I could keep him at home, I can control him. I can get him closer to God. So she said, please don't go. She begged God, please don't let him go. I want him to stay. She woke up the next morning, the night before, when he told her the night before that he was leaving, she woke up the next morning and he was gone. He didn't even say goodbye. And she was so devastated and she was so sad. But what we came to the realization is that he needed to go to, to Milan in order to meet St. Ambrose who changed his life forever. His conversion came when he went to Milan. So her heart was broken and she thought God didn't hear her prayer. But God heard her prayer. Augustine, her son, in his 40s, got baptized, became a priest, became a bishop, became a great saint. We know St. Augustine today as the son of St. Monica. And he wrote in his book, before he died, he wrote a book called Confessions. He said this, God refused to grant my mother the prayer she prayed on that day before my departure to Milan, which was, let him not leave. In order to grant her the prayer she prayed every day, which was, let my son be converted. Let my son be converted. Brothers and sisters, let us be confident that although God doesn't meet or our expectations in that specific prayer, we have to be confident that God will use it somehow, some way. Maybe outside of our time frame, maybe outside of our expectations. But again, a father always listens to his children. But the enemy says, not your prayer. God's not interested in your prayer. So that's the second sign. The third and final sign of someone who's praying in true faith, which is the key to God's heart, is the person who doesn't treat God like a vending machine. As faithful people, we can treat God like a vending machine. We go to the vending machine, we put in our money, we tap a button, and then we expect a product. As people of faith, we do this all the time. And the problem with this is as Catholics, with true faith, we don't treat God as a vending machine. We don't just get what we want, like spoiled children, and run off. And we see this in both ways. I pray for something, God grants it to me. Thank you, God. I'll see you the next time I need something else from you. That's not true faith. That's faith, but that's treating God like a vending machine. Or the person who doesn't get what they want from God. And they say, okay, God, bye, this didn't work. I got to go. I'll see you the next time, maybe, because I'm really disappointed in you. Maybe next time I'll see you. I'm not sure if I'll ever come back. Because I didn't get the product I wanted from you as a vending machine. So it works both ways. It's the consistent person who remains with God in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. God, I will love you and honor you 
all the days of my life. That's true faith. So, brothers and sisters, in today's gospel about the persistent widow teaches us that the key to God's heart isn't persistent prayer alone until we get what we want, but it's a prayer made with true faith. Signs of someone who is praying with true faith is the person who prays how Jesus prayed, Thy will be done. The person who knows with all their heart that even if God doesn't answer my prayer and my time frame and my expectations, God, you will do something somehow with the words that came out of my mouth. And finally, someone who doesn't treat God like a vending machine. Bye. I'll see you later. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. What will Jesus find in your soul? What will Jesus find in my soul? Will Jesus find a soul that has true faith because they trust that God always hears their prayers even if their prayer isn't granted the way they wanted when they wanted it? Or will Jesus find a soul that doesn't have true faith and instead has become discouraged, sad, because they believe that God hasn't heard their prayers, has abandoned them, because my prayer has not been requested yet. So brothers and sisters, with no judgment, let us take a minute to ask ourselves, do I have faith or do I have true faith? Because it's true faith, which is the heart to God, is the key to God's heart. Amen?